We meet today in Psalm chapter 147 to 149. Psalm 147 is a hallelujah chorus because of God's goodness to the earth and to Jerusalem. Now, the Psalms encourage people of faith to express their worship. How? Through music. And they do this because it is a good thing to sing praises to our God. It is actually a good thing to sing praises to our God. That is what we find in this psalm. But also Ephesians 5 verse 19 tells us this is a good thing. And the gift of music, whether sung or performed on instruments, it releases our devotions to God and ascribes worthy to him. And for this reason, Hebrews and Christians have invested heavily in the development of music throughout their histories. And that is very important. The Hebrews were able to do so through the Psalms that we are looking at. And the Christians over the centuries have been able to do so when you look at all the hymnals that have been put together and all the hymns that have been composed. Some of the hymns composed out of real life experiences. Just like we see David writing many of these Psalms out of his own personal experiences and his walk with God. So whenever you have an experience of the goodness of God in your life. Put it down. Write a psalm to the Lord. Even now it can be put to music. You might just write the words telling your experience and then someone who can make it, translate it and make it into a musical form will be able to do so. At the end of the day, people will be blessed and encouraged. So it is good to sing praises to God. For it is right. It is right because Jehovah God is worthy of praise. As the psalmist will now substantiate. Praise the Lord. For it is good to sing praises to our God. For it is pleasant. And praise is beautiful. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. Now, as you can see, this has not yet been accomplished, but it has a future fulfillment. But these verses seem to connect the greatness of God to the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem and to his overall superintendency of nature. Thus, God is worthy of our praise because the Lord builds up Jerusalem and because he gathers together the outcasts. While this part will be for fulfillment in the future. But we see also it is a good thing to sing praises to the Lord. It is also pleasant. Praise is beautiful. How about the word of God just talking about it? Praise is beautiful. Sometimes these days you would think people are not so excited about going to the house of God because there is not this good and beautiful praise from the lips of the redeemed. When was the last time you praised God, my friend? When was the last time you just lifted your voice to him in praise and worship? He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You see, God will actually do this for those who have passed through the horrors 
of the great tribulation. And friend, he does it for you and me. While Israel may talk of how they will be healed of their broken hearts, how their wounds will be healed, God still does that for you and me. Have you made him your resource and your recourse at any point in your life? Turn to him. He heals. Especially when you have given your life to him and you are his child. Never will he forsake you. Never will he leave you alone. He counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. This is a very interesting statement, talking of the ability of God, the same God who knows the number of the stars. He is the same God who even counts them and he calls them by name. He is the same who cares for the broken hearts of people. What a contrast. He who cares for our broken hearts is the same God who not only knows the number of the stars, a number that is so vast that no human figure can express it, but has the name for each one. He is the one who wants to be your Lord. He is the one who beckons you to say, come to me, I want to help you. Here is Psalm 147, verse 11 to verse 14. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. He makes peace in your borders and fills you with the finest wheat. These verses actually do not mean to indicate that God takes no glory in horses Oh man, obviously he does. The God who is big enough to know every star by name is also small enough to know each one of us by name. Warriors must in their calvaries, monarchs in their infantries, they must all trust in him. God is not interested in the physical and material might of nations. Whatever ammunition you have, not the size of your guns or the power of your rockets or whatever, that is not what God is interested in. Rather, he takes little account of those nations who build up mighty arsenals of weapons and yet do not fear God or find their hope in his mercy. In fact, nations like that, he laughs at them because while they may even have all those things, when he wants them to crumble down, they will come down mightily. What an indictment this is on the military superpowers of the world. We have forgotten God in their quest for superiority. You see, in this psalm, the king has come to Jerusalem the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Peace. At this time, the prediction of Isaiah will be fulfilled. Isaiah 54, verse 11 to verse 13. O oh, you afflicted one, tossed with tempest and not comforted. Behold, I will lay your stones with colorful gems. 
and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of crystal, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Again, you see how this prophecy continues to look to the future. But Israel will be having her king right there in Jerusalem. He has not dealt thus with any nation, and has for his judgments they have not known them. Praise the Lord. Psalm 147 verse 20. Again, that is the conclusion of that psalm. I indicated earlier on that these psalms, they begin with praise the Lord and they end with praise the Lord. However, I would like to highlight that the nation Israel is unique. They are the only people given the title chosen people. Chosen people. They are the only ones made custodians of the revelation of God. And in his word, God says he has an eternal purpose for these people. We are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for the time that God will fulfill his promises to them. We must pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 148 is another hallelujah chorus of all God's created intelligences. In this psalm, praise begins with the heavenlies. And what a great hallelujah chorus this will be when all God's created intelligences in heaven and on earth will praise God. They will all praise him. Here is Psalm 148 verse 1 to verse 3. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you stars of light. This is why I said it is a hallelujah chorus of all God's created intelligences. And you are talking of the heavens, the heights, the angels, the hosts, the moon and stars, the stars of light. The praise starts in the highest heaven, the third heaven, where it includes believers, by the way. Praise to God ought to begin in the most exalted regions of creation. Does that say something to us? Praise to God should not only be confined to the people who are out in a little corner, maybe poor, but praise to God should even start with kings, the judges, the rulers, those in leadership. That praise is not only to be from the heavens, but also in the heights. And Jehovah is to be praised by all his angels and all his hosts, those ministers who do his pleasure. What does the psalmist say? Listen to him next. Psalm 148, verse 11 to verse 13. Kings of the earth and all the peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. Glory is above the earth and heaven.
You see, Psalm 148 calls on every creature and every created thing to praise the Lord. This includes the leaders of the world. Psalm 48 verse 11 says it. And even here on verse 11 of Psalm 148, it mentions it. Does it seem unlikely that senior officials of the world governments would humbly bow down in worship before God? King David did not think so. And he was a great king, by the way. How great are the kings that we have today? We too can bow before God. Not only in the heavenlies, but on the earth as well. With all his created beings, they must praise God. This is moving now to a mighty crescendo when heaven and earth will praise God. I look forward to the day, not just for the church, not just for the religious people, but it's both heaven and earth coming to that hype note. Praise the Lord. Although all creation will be presented in the creation chorus, Israel, the apple of God's eye, will be prominently featured in that chorus. For this and all the other blessings of God, the psalmist must conclude as he began with a call to praise the Lord. That's how he ends again, praise the Lord. Psalm 149. This is a hallelujah chorus because the kingdom has come through redemption by blood and judgment by power. Listen to Psalm 149 verse 1. Again, it begins with the familiar hallelujah choruses. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of saints. Sing to the Lord a new song. What is this song? It is the song of redemption. We have already discussed the new song that is spoken of in the book of Revelation. The new song will be about the fact that the Lord Jesus is our Redeemer. It is a song of redemption. So sing praise to the Lord and his praise in all the assembly of the saints. So wherever the saint is named, wherever the saints are to be found, a new song must be sung. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Psalm 149 verse 2. Now, he is our redeemer. And let us remember that he is also our creator. We should praise him for that. Now, when we climb to a mountain top or walk down by the ocean, we can praise him. When we fly by plane, it is also good time to praise the Lord. Seeing what man has done and even the ability given to man to be able to fly, it's time to praise the Lord. When you see what God has done in nature, seeing the, the masses of water, and even seeing the beauty of mountains, the landscape as it is arrayed with the beautifying hand of God, looking at the skies and seeing the clouds ought to fill us with a heart that is full of praise and say, praise the Lord. Now, I want you to notice that we have judgment of the nations also in this particular psalm. Here is Psalm 100. 
and 49, verse 6 to verse 9. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth, and a two-edged sword in their hand, to execute vengeance on the nations, and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains, and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. That's how this psalm also ends. Praise the Lord. Now I want you to keep in mind that when the Lord Jesus returns to this earth, he will not be welcomed by the nations of the world, by the way. As he comes, he will actually come as a judge. He will come to judge this earth. And when he returns to this little planet called earth, he will put down all rebellion that has broken out and he will break them with the rod of iron, as we saw in Psalm chapter 2. So he will not be welcomed, but he will come anyway as the judge. He will come anyway as the king. Psalm 2 verse 9 tells us, You shall break them with the rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Oh, my friend, let's not be deluded to the thinking that our God is not going to judge the world. You and I are living in a world that is moving to a day of judgment. Today, he lingers on. Today, we still have his mercy at our doorsteps. But his silence does not mean he is not seeing. His silence does not mean he does not care. He sees what men are doing. But he is gracious because he does not want anyone to repent. His message is still being heralded through the creation. His message is still coming to us through the people who are speaking the word of God, just like you are listening to me right now. His message comes through the written word. Above all, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ. It's his hand being extended to you and his time still being extended to you, my friend. Repent before his Grace, his mercy, so to say, runs out. By saying his grace will run out, I mean the time for the extension of that grace will come to a time when it will be over and he will come as a judge. And so this world is moving towards judgment. Although the New Testament saint cannot literally claim the promises given in this psalm for his own. Nevertheless, one can see a prophecy in them. The prophets of the Old Testament foretold of the glorious conquest of the hidden world by the gospel. And so the conquest there is a wonderful one. I preach the good news. Let the word of God be heard in every house, at every corner, even through the radio, wherever anyone can hear. And I know the glorious conquest of the heathens will be achieved by the gospel. These conquests are by the word of God, not by the sword of steel, no. They ultimately come when the living word of God establishes his 1,000-year reign 
upon the earth. And the living word of God is his son, Jesus Christ. But at the time that he will come, he will actually execute vengeance. And what will happen? To bind their kings and to bring honor to all the saints. That's what Revelation 19 verse 11 to verse 21 tells us. And both Old and New Testament saints will be able to join together and say, Praise the Lord. What a prospect. What a day to look forward to. Will you be there, my friend? But I will be there. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code 27 followed by 72641-4475. From within South Africa, it's 072-641-4475.